This podcast is brought to you by EntryPark, the career guide for students and recent graduates. Think You, a podcast covering every aspect of the student and graduate job search. Find the work and place where you belong. Hello, Entry Park listeners. Thanks for joining in. We have our fifth podcast today, and we're lucky enough to have Suzanne Helbig joining us from the University of California in Irvine. The goal for us today is to talk about what should students do when they're researching a company? What sort of information should they have uh, in order to understand uh, are they prepared for an interview? Are they ready to apply? And so I wanted to start with just letting Suzanne introduce herself a little bit, and uh, hopefully she can tell us a little bit about what her role is at the University of California. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to join your podcast. I'm really thrilled to be here. And as you mentioned, I'm the director at the University of California Irvine's Career Center. And broadly, our mission is focused on three words, and that's explore, connect, and succeed. So uh, we really help students explore all their options Um, connect with employers and grad schools and succeed no matter where their career path is leading them. And today's topic fits in so perfectly with our mission, especially around connecting students with employers. And I think we're going to touch on a couple of those um, avenues uh, that we can use to connect students with employers. Then once they're connected, they need to really be prepared for interviews. So it's just a perfect topic, and I'm thrilled to be here. Okay, well, thank you so much, Suzanne, for introducing yourself. Um, and so I want to just dive right in. Um, what should students know, and, and especially what should they research about a company? You know, what kind of information should they focus on? And, and really, this is in terms of, you know, whether they're preparing for the next job interview, and even when they're thinking about applying. But what, what kind of information do you think is, is most important for a student before they go into the process? Well, that is a great question because when we talk to employers, they say the number one way that students can improve is to do more research. And the research process, it's really a discovery process for the student. It's to learn about the company and the position and how they might fit in. So I advise that students really focus on the what, the why, and the who. And so in terms of what, in a very basic sense, students need to know what what does the company do? And there's no bigger turnoff to a company when a student comes to an interview and asks them, so what do you do? That, that's something a student <laughs> should really research Definitely. on their own. And so, and they should also know what products and services does the um, organization provide. And they can take it a step further and learn what is on the horizon for the company. What exciting new projects, products, and services are they going to offer? And then when it comes to the why, you should really become familiar with the mission and the values of the organization. Why do they exist and what are their values? Do their values align with yours? And are you able to convey that in an interview? And the who? Yeah, the who. Who are they? We've kind of covered that. But beyond that, who are their customers? Who are their stakeholders? 
Who are the competitors? Who are their executives? What types of people do they tend to hire? What qualities are they looking for? And do you, as a candidate, have those? And can you convey that in your interview? So that's what I would focus on, the the what, the why, and the who. And then in terms of um, discovering that information, there's there's a lot of sources out there. Um, But first and foremost, you want to start with the organization's own website. They put on that website what they think is important. So that's what you should know. But you also want to check out their social media presence and also look at LinkedIn. Look at look at who their executives are and what their career paths have been. Um, there's also a number of industry publications and blogs you can refer to. And then as a career center person, I have to say, take advantage of what your career center offers. So there are career fairs. There are info sessions. Most career centers are going to have career panels where they bring professionals to talk about their companies and their roles. So take advantage of all of that. And by doing all of this um, in your interview, you can ask really informed questions. You can look prepared and you'll look really invested in getting the position. I think that the the information you gave us is really good. I, I especially liked how you pointed out the um, company career website, because I think it's uh, it's in some ways it can be easy to overlook. But as you mentioned, I mean, it is the source that they have the most control over and it's what they want people to know about them. So it's a natural first place for a student to start when they're trying to understand what does a company actually do and, and where might they fit. Um, and, and just kind of expanding on that, once a student has maybe identified a company that they're interested in, what can they do to understand the specific role that they're applying to? What sorts of information should they be aware of? And where do you think they can find that information? Well, first and foremost, they should start with the job description that describes the job that they're applying to. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's um, a well-rounded description that clearly outlines the duties of the job, the qualifications, ideally even the goals of what the person in this position will achieve. Mm -hmm. Um, However, job descriptions vary greatly from organization to organization. And if the job description you have in front of you is not detailed enough, uh, what I suggest is you go out to similar organizations and see if they are hiring for similar positions and see what you can glean from reading those job descriptions. And beyond that, I would look at LinkedIn profiles of professionals and the types of jobs that you're interested in to see how they've described their roles. And then you can take that a step further if you found some people in, in LinkedIn with um, uh, roles that sound interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could make contact and see if they'd be willing to talk to you more in detail about what it is they do at their their job. Um, you know, in career center language, we call that doing an informational interview. Mm-hmm. I think the best way um, to learn about specific roles is to be able to observe or job shadow a professional whose Mm -hmm. job that you want or to get an internship at the organization and really see firsthand uh, what it takes to to succeed in the job that you want. Yeah, definitely. I I think the the internship piece is super key as well because – it's, it's a perfect way to both gain experience uh, and, and test out different things and then also get that very firsthand uh, side of what is it actually like to work in that role. Uh, it's, it's one thing to kind of imagine what it would be like. It's another thing to uh, actually see it and, and maybe even experience some of it from an internship perspective. 
That's right. There's all upside from internships. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. And and I also like um, what you were talking about as far as LinkedIn as well, because I think that uh, being aware of how we we brand ourselves personally is important. Mm-hmm. And by using LinkedIn as a tool to gain information and connections at the same time, then you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. So that's that's a really yeah. nice thing to do as well. Mm-hmm. And the other piece that to kind of expand on this a little bit, because um, a, another great place might be to actually meet someone in person. Uh, yes. and, and some of those opportunities will come up uh, at maybe a career fair. And I know that at the University of California, you have co- many career fairs. Um, do you think that that's a, a good usage of that event to try and help to prepare for a job interview? Definitely. Yeah, you, you can really leverage a career fair. I mean, first and foremost, like you said, it's an opportunity to meet people and at career fairs, um, different organizations send different representatives to the career fair, but it's pretty common for them to send recent hires. And so as a student, you can talk to somebody who maybe just got a job like the one you want. Mm -hmm. And um, so you can ask them all about um, what they do and what an ideal candidate um, would possess. So that is information you simply simply can't get from a website. And this also um, speaks to being able to learn more about the culture Mm -hmm. of an organization at a career fair. You can see how they present themselves. You can see visually, but you can also see what what kinds of people did they bring to the career fair? Um, How do they present themselves? Are they really friendly? Are they really formal? Mm -hmm. Um, Are they really approachable? Oh, you can also see how they're dressed. (laughs) That can often be a big clue to company culture. And a couple other things about the career fair in terms of preparing for an interview. At a career fair, we really advise students to have a a 30-second to a minute pitch prepared. You need to go up to representatives and use your pitch, and you can see how they respond. And if they're responding favorably, you know that's something you might be able to use in your your interviews. If not, this is your chance to tweak it and polish it for when you do have interviews. So those are a couple of ways that you can use career fairs uh, to help you prepare for interviews. Definitely. And that makes a lot of sense. So it's almost a little bit of a a dry run for the interview that you get to uh, test out some of the different answers you might have for questions. And, mm-hmm. and that actually leads me really well into the next question. So, <laughs> um, but, but the next question we wanted to ask is, you know, we know that practice makes perfect. Um, yes. and so of course the, the career fair is a, a good start of where students can sort of practice for what it might be like in an interview. Um, mm-hmm. but even, you know, can we take that to the next step? So what, what are some other things that students could do in order to, to practice, to get ready for an interview? Well, I want to underscore the fact that you re- you really do need to practice. <laughs> I think some people think you can get away with it, but uh, the, the best candidates have practiced for sure. And so uh, what, what we advise uh, for practice is, again, referring to that job description or your, your research on the position and really trying to anticipate what questions will come your way. Whatever's in that job description is what is important to the employer. So you can usually um, come up with some questions just by looking at that. 
And then you want to um, write out your responses. And I suggest just writing them out in bullet point form rather than um, paragraph form. So if you're practicing um, using bullet points rather than paragraphs, you might sound a little bit more natural Mm -hmm. in your actual interview. Then after you've written them out, you need to say them over and over again and um, say them, say your responses to your friends. Many career centers offer practice interviews or mock interviews with career counselors. You can give you feedback. And I think everybody's got a phone these days (laughs) and a smartphone and you can record your responses um, using your phone and play them back to yourself and you can see how you sound. How many times are you saying, um, how many times are you repeating yourself? And you can really use that as a method to polish and refine your answers. And then two other things. I suggest those questions that you've come up with, you put each one on an individual note card and shuffle those note cards and then practice that way so that you're getting the questions in a random order. So that Mm -hmm. can't throw you at the real interview. And then finally, you also need to prepare some stories to tell because you are probably going to get some behavioral-based questions where you're asked to recall an experience you had or asked to react to scenario. And the best responses are um, stories that you've had um, where you took action and had great results. You already mentioned a little bit about how students should try and anticipate some of the questions that are going to be asked of them. Um, And and definitely, I liked your point about having stories ready to kind of respond to those questions. But I think there's probably some students out there that are feeling a little bit lost as to what are some of these typical interview questions that they could expect. And so I was hoping maybe you have a couple, you know, two to three uh, interview questions that you hear a lot and that students maybe get tripped up on so that we can help them do better next time. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on 100% on what you just said. And I think a typical question that trips a lot of people up is, tell us about yourself. It is so broad. Many people don't know where to begin. So what I suggest, um, if you get that question or a version of it, is have about two to three themes or things that you really want the interviewer to remember about you after you leave the room. And that's what you want to put in that response. So think about your strengths as they relate to the position. Think about your past experiences or skills that you've built that relate to that position and use that as a framing device for responding to tell us about yourself. That's where I would start with that question. The question isn't, you know, tell us your, your life story. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> tell us who you are, why this job, and why now, and why you're the right person. If you can answer those questions in the tell us about yourself prompt, you're going to get off to a really good start. Of course, that response is going to be different from person to person. But you can, going back to practicing your interview responses, um, come up with your response and practice it and run it by a career counselor to make sure that you're on the right track. Now, there is a question that I can't answer for everybody. Um, (laughs) One question (laughs) you're probably going to get is, do you have questions for us? And the answer is always yes. I can say that definitively. If you are asked, do you have questions for us? That is the right answer. It's yes. So um, 
you should have questions prepared from all of the research that you did. And also um, questions might occur to you as you are having your interview. But um, there are there are many um, standard questions that you could fit in at this moment. Mm-hmm. You could ask the interviewer, um, what do you like most about this organization and your position? What qualities are you looking for for somebody in this role? Uh, what's a typical day like? Um, so there are all kinds of questions like that that you can ask. Um, that will give you information that you want and need to make a career decision, but it can also help you with follow-up interviews or thank you notes um, to include that information in there and make a stronger case for why you are the right person for the job. So beyond tell us about yourself, do you have questions for us? You do need to anticipate that you'll get some behavioral questions, and I, I touched on that before. And a behavioral question is a question about something you've done in the past that they anticipate you'll be doing at this job. So it's something along the lines of, tell us about the time you identified a problem and took initiative to address it. Uh, tell us about a time you were um, worked on a team and you had a difficult teammate. Those types of questions. Now, you can't prepare for a specific behavioral question because you don't know what it's going to be, but you can prepare by having a framework in your mind for how to answer those questions. And so we, we use the acronym CAR, and the, so that's C-A-R, and C is you have your context, you kind of set the scene. A is for action. You talk about what specific actions you took, and then the R in CAR is results, and that's where you share the outcomes of your actions. And hopefully it's a happy story with a positive ending. <laughs> um, so so that, that that's a way you can prepare for questions that, um, in a broad sense, you know you're going to get, but you don't know what the topic is going to be. I really like your, your point about how the answer is always yes to the question, <laughs> are, do you have questions? Yes. I think that's very true. Um, yeah. And the other piece that I, I actually would even add, um, I personally like to ask the interviewer what their history is. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a really good way to kind of build a little bit of a connection with them and uh, also give you some really good insight as far as you know, do you, is there upward mobility possible mm-hmm. at this company? Uh, you know, what's your growth potential based off of someone who obviously has had some success because they're they're interviewing you? <laughs> um, right. Oh, I, I I agree. And and one question um, that you can always ask an interviewer as well is, uh, tell me about the interview process. What are the next steps, and when can I expect to hear back from you? And I'm sure that that's information that almost everybody wants uh, (laughs) after they've had the interview, but maybe forgot to ask during. So I I, absolutely a good question to ask. And and this is really perfect because I think it leads into the next piece of what we're we're talking about, actually, um, because it could be that this is just the first round interview that you're having. um, And we know that sometimes the interviews that you have will will not be in person, but they could be um, on the phone. And, and actually even now uh, it's becoming more common that you might be on a, uh, a video service like Skype or something like that. Do you think that applicants need to prepare in, in different ways for interviews that aren't held in person? Oh, I think a lot of the preparation is um, very similar. 
the great thing about a phone interview and a video interview is they're essentially an open book test. You can have your notes all around you. You can have your resume near you. At the phone, you can have them anywhere. At a video interview, you could have them taped on the wall that the interviewer can't see. (laughs) It can really be advantageous. I think um, where people need practice in a different type of preparation is uh, with the technology, making sure that works. Um, If you have a phone interview, I know it's harder and harder to find these days, but if you could do it on a landline, um, that would be advantageous. Typically, the sound is better. Responses won't get dropped. Um, If you're uh, doing a video interview, you want to make sure that your Uh, video, camera, and sound all working. Um, That's one you want to check in with a friend to make sure that you're looking okay on the other end. Um, You want to make sure that you are with a backdrop that is not distracting from Mm -hmm. from you and your responses. So those are a couple of things. And then the other thing to prepare for, especially with a phone interview, is that there's going to be a real lack of body language to respond to. And, you know, they say most communication happens um, through body language. So that's going to be an adjustment. So you have to be mentally prepared for that, that you're not going to um, you're not going to be able to see if somebody's responding well to what you're saying. So you might have to check in with them from time to time and say, am I answering your your question? Um, am I, if I am I giving you the information you need? You might have to check in like that. Definitely. So, so you don't you don't have their body language. They don't have yours either. But you sh- should still be attentive to your own body language on the phone. Um, so sit up straight, dress like you would for an interview, and smile as you're speaking. And uh, that can all be translated through the phone. Right. So there's a couple things to keep in mind. Well, that's that's really a perfect answer for that. And we're we're just about finished. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you the, the very last question, um, okay. and, and that is, do you think it's possible to prepare too much? Is there, Can you do too much research or can you prepare too much for interviews? Um, what do you think? I think it would be very, very hard to prepare too <laughs> much. I think um, your preparation is going to help you with a number of interviews. Chances are you aren't interviewing Um, for one organization only. So I don't think you can do too much in that sense. Mm -hmm. I do think, um, going back to a point I made earlier, um, you do want to sound natural and authentic in your interview. So you could practice in the sense of if you are memorizing your interview responses, you could start to sound robotic. Mm -hmm. And you you have to remember part of the interview process is – the interviewer is deciding if they want to spend time with you, if they want to spend their their waking hours with you. So you want to be authentic and be yourself and not sound like a robot. Mm-hmm. And then I would also suggest at some point um, before your interview, you need to stop practicing. Uh, you need to relax so that you can be present for the interview. That's the only time I'd, I'd worry about preparing too much is if it's the last 10 minutes before okay. the interview and you're doing everything to get last bits in, you're probably just going to confuse yourself and maybe stress yourself out a little bit. And it's probably better to take a deep breath and, and know that you're prepared. So do the preparation ahead of time and, yes. and you'll be good to go. I absolutely agree. Perfect. Well, that's, that's really the end of this topic. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I do have one last thing before we, we let you get out of here. Uh, okay. we've, we've been trying to ask um, all of the people that we've uh, interviewed so far, um, but we're really interested in a little, maybe it'll be on topic, maybe it won't, but what was the okay. best career advice that you ever got? The best career advice I ever got was that if um, you're presented with a new opportunity, a new challenge, a new role, and you have this combination feeling of excitement and feeling scared, it's probably a good move. And that's because um, you're excited about it. That's obviously a good thing. But if you're a little frightened or scared, that probably means it's a challenge. It's going to be a stretch for you and you're going to grow. So if you're having these conflicting feelings like that, I'd say go for it. Go for that new challenge. That's awesome. Great way to to leave us. That should be a really uh, good thing for our listeners to think about as they move on and and hopefully do great in their next interview. (laughs) Well, this has been great fun. And I thank you again for inviting me to speak with your listeners. Thanks for listening in. Visit www.entrypark.com to discover more career advice and follow us on social media. We hope you tune in for our next edition.